Welcome to the Switch Leader Podcast, where we decide today the leader we will be tomorrow. Well, thank you all so much for joining us this week on the Switch Leader Podcast. We are so excited to be here with you. My name is Josh Baldwin, and hanging out with me today is my friend Caitlin Caffrey and my other friend, Gavin Espinoza. You guys know both of them. You know Caitlin from our Switch content team, and you've also heard Gavin on here. He is our youth pastor at our Yukon location, and shout out to Yukon. And all the Yukon leaders go, ah, we love him. And... <laughs> Most of them, some of them might do that. Some of them them probably not. You don't think most? Okay. I think it's not like, oh, we love you. It's all, we kind of like that guy. Hey, he's, he's, (laughs) my, my love for him is manageable. Yeah, absolutely. That's fair. He's super okay. But I love them and that's, that's what counts. There you go. That is what, that is what truly matters. And so, hey, so excited to hang out with you guys today. We are in the third week of leader essentials. And so we've talked about how we're going to be doing a kind of a podcast series that will be 10 weeks long, and it is going to cover different things that we believe are absolutely essential to be a great Mm -hmm. switch leader. But also we'll be talking about things that are essential to help us grow as a follower of Jesus. And so this week is titled A Better Way to Lead. And I'm excited to talk about this. My guess is if we're talking about a better way to lead in, you know, reference of Christianity, it might involve Jesus. But who knows? Mm. We will see. Who knows? So from here, Caitlin, I'm going to hand it off to you and let you lead us through week three of Leader Essentials. Cool. Thanks, Josh. I am excited about this week as well. And I'm excited about this topic We're going to be totally predictable and do exactly what you said and talk a lot about (laughs) Jesus. Because here's the thing. When we're thinking about leading and we're thinking about sustaining our leadership over like consistently over time, man, Jesus is an example of somebody who like who didn't burn out. So what can we learn from him about leading well and being able to sustain over the long haul? And so that is what we're going to be focusing on today. How can we lead in such a way that we don't actually burn ourselves out and get to the point where we compromise as a leader or we honestly just break down and fall apart? As a person who has burnt out before, I've never actually heard it tied to Jesus like that. I mean, I've never heard the phrase of like, hey, how did Jesus do it without burning out? I'm like, I I, I don't think I thought about Jesus burning out. So I'm pretty excited to hear where we go here. (laughs) But it was like completely possible for him, right? Because he was was fully human. All the the pieces were there. Right. The potential for him completely burning out and not actually making it to the point where he was like at his best and highest in the moment where it mattered the most. It was there. And so I want to make sure that our leaders, like that we're looking to Jesus, for example, of how to get to it so that in those moments we can be like Jesus and we can show up in those pivotal moments where it really, really matters. So to start talking about this, I wanted to read Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. And this is kind of Jesus's prescription for how to lead in a better way. He says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden 
is light. So we're just going to kind of start breaking that down and see what it has to do with the way that we lead and what that looks like. And I think the first piece is, is actually the most important. Jesus starts off this passage with the words, come to me. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. So for us, first and foremost, when we want to think about leading in a better way, it has to start with our own personal coming to Jesus. Yeah, Our pursuit of him has to come first. Otherwise, everything else we do will be off kilter and out of alignment. So Gavin, I wanted to ask you, what are some of the things that you do personally to say centered on Jesus, to like seek and pursue him first above everything else to like come to him in a practical way? Yeah, I think I think for me that starts from a place of paying attention to when you're not being centered on Jesus. Mm-hmm. I think so many times we get caught up in this concept of trying to do the very best that we can that we don't even realize that somehow our life has gotten uncentered. And the thing is, mm-hmm. like we don't naturally stay centered on Jesus. Like you don't just coast and you're like, yeah, I'm good. I'm centered on Jesus because I go to church, right. because I'm a switch leader, because of this. It's one of those things where your humanity, you, you're constantly starting to veer off of centeredness. So I think part of it starts with your self-awareness of recognize, hey, what are the things that get me off-centered? Because yeah, like leave the la- last, like the Essentials podcast from a few weeks ago has a lot of great things on how to stay centered with God, how to get centered with God. But I think when you pay attention to what are the things that kick you out? So for me, insecurity is is something that I think most people deal with. And if they say they don't, mm. you're probably lying a little bit. But like, that's one of the biggest things that can get you off-centered with Jesus is trying to be someone you're not. And being in student ministry and youth ministry at Life Church for over 11 years, like it can be really easy to feel like you got to try and be quote unquote cool enough for a middle mm. schooler or high schooler. And what you can do is you can fall into the trap of trying to be someone you're not. The reality is, if you're a switch leader, you're not a freshman in high school anymore. So you trying to pretend that like, you know, everything a freshman knows that you're going through it all right now. You love all their music. You wear their same style. You like all of these things like that. That can be a really good symptom that, Hey, you are trying to be something God's not intending you to be like, you're not, you're not their best friend. Like you shouldn't. That would also be weird. It would be super weird. It'd be strange. Yeah. 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 But it's funny. It's not just with students that we can get off centered. It's anytime you're trying to operate out of your own strength or try and pretend to be something or someone you're not. So when I think of Jesus and him operating in centeredness, like it's very clear. He constantly was reminding himself that I'm here to do my father's will. I'm here to do my father's will. He's going to know what God's will for him was. So it's recognizing what are the patterns in life? Is it stress at work? Is it stress with your family? Is you trying to control all the situations, maybe with your own kids or your own schedule that are really somewhat out of our control to, to an extent? Like, are you trying to own it all? I'm recognizing like God reminds us in scripture that, Hey, you don't even have the power to turn one hair on your head, like, like gray or not. Like that's how 
out of control you naturally are, let me handle it. Um, so for me, it's anytime I'm start to try and handle things on my own, like, oh, Gav's got this. See, I've got experience. I've got the answers. I know this. That's when I can tend to start to veer off centered. And the trouble is, um, if you don't pay attention, you can get a good bit down the road before you recognize, oh, mm. I just went through a season of leaning on what I used to do, leaning on how I, when I was centered on Jesus. And if I'm honest, I'm actually not currently living that out right now. Mm. No, no doubt. I, Gavin, one of the things I love that you said was that Jesus stayed, he stayed centered on knowing his father's will. Mm -hmm. And I think if I look through a season I went through five or six years ago, that, that actually, that was definitely burnout. And it wasn't because I didn't still love what I did. Yeah. But I'll be honest, man, I think I lost a little bit of sight on why I was doing it. Mm -hmm. Not that, not that I didn't still know I was, you know, trying to grow, you know, grow the kingdom, but it, it was like, I lost sight of some of the smaller stories that might feel insignificant, but are actually wildly significant. Yeah. And because of that, it was easy then for me to start just, you, you don't get refilled. Like the re the refueling that you need starts to just not be there. And yeah. I think that, I think that that's, that's a really, really healthy thing to acknowledge. It seems really simple and it seems obvious, but like you said, in t over time, it can gradually drift away. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. That word, the word drift is sticking out to me. I like, I like what Gavin said. And then Josh, you just picked up on it of, we don't like there, we have this tendency to drift and it's not, we don't drift towards Jesus yeah. and like towards holiness and like towards a life centered on him. That's never the direction that the drift goes. And it makes me think of something that Pastor Craig has said before of just like, you don't accidentally stumble your way into a life of faithfulness. Mm -hmm. Like you don't accidentally like wake up one day and all of a sudden you have the most intimate relationship with Jesus. <laughs> and that's why I love the intentionality that is required in uh, Jesus's words. He says, come to me. Yeah. Like that doesn't happen by accident. So I love the intentionality of it. And there are, we talked about it in episode two of Essentials that was called Pursuing Jesus Passionately. We talked about some of the spiritual disciplines that we can implement into our lives to strategically and intentionally come to Jesus again and again and again. And I think it's just so key that we make that a priority because that drift is never going to go in the direction that we uh, that we want it to. Yeah. Then, yeah. The next thing that Jesus says in this verse is, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. And the cool thing about a yoke, it, like that picture, is it means you're connected. Like you are connected to the person that you're yoked up with. That's what it was mm -hmm. like for the animals. They were connected to each other and they did the work together. And what I love about that is that on this mission that we have to lead students to become fully devoted followers of Christ, we're not alone. There are other people that we both have the opportunity to, and honestly, the calling to be connected to, to be teamed up with as we pursue this mission. That's something that I hope that every student knows is true, that they don't have to do this life alone. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I hope all of us as leaders 
know that we are not in this thing alone. So Josh, what do you do to remind yourself to stay connected to others? I'm I'm going to actually challenge one of the things that you just said. Mm. So you said you said that you know in this you know, like in this pursuit to grow the church and by the church I mean the capital C church and to grow mm-hmm. his kingdom and following Jesus we're not alone. I will challenge in saying that we are not supposed to be alone. Right. But a lot of people actually do take it alone. And mm. that's the reason that we see people well, that's the reason we see people burn out, like we were talking about earlier. Right. But it's also the reason that we see people maybe lose sight of hope. It's the reason we see people go, is this working or is this worth it? Is the personal sacrifice really worth it? And we see people go, I actually don't think this is sustainable. And I'll just, mm. so for me, I have experienced both seasons. I've experienced seasons yeah. where I absolutely was unwilling to allow people to help me because I just didn't want to put them out. And because I thought, no, I, I'm, I should be able to do this. And then on the flip side, this se- I, I've been in the season of having people around me that, <laughs> that, that are my closest friends and that wanted nothing but the best for me and to support me. And getting to the point, for me, it took getting to the point that I didn't have another any option. Like I had to have help. Like I, I somebody had to step in and help me. And and God humbled me, right? Like going through seasons of just being humbled and going like, yeah, you can't, you cannot do this by yourself. And if you do, you're not doing it the way that I had planned for you to do it. And so that would be a miss. And as a result now, I would say in ministry, I, I would say I the the team that I get to be a part of gets more done than I've ever experienced as far as like getting, you know, getting work done that, that would be like, let's keep doing this to advance the kingdom. And, and I'm able to do it with way less stress and mm-hmm. it's be with way less stress on my body and way less stress on my mind because I finally gotten to the point that not only have I realized, man, we better include other people in this mission in a big way, right. but I've also realized when other people around me that I care about me say, hey, I think you're pushing it too hard right now. I, I've i had to be willing to accept some humility and go, okay, I, mm-hmm. you're, you're seeing something I'm not and I better pump the brakes. And mm-hmm. I think that without it, not only will you not last, but you also won't right. experience the greatest aspect of, of ministry that Christ Come has on. for us. So Come on. That's so good. Gavin, what would you say to the leader who finds himself feeling really disconnected from others right now? What step can they take to not do this alone anymore? You know, um, I think of a leader who feels really disconnected. We can, as an adult, it's easy to make excuses. Like it's easy for us to look to a student. And to say, well, you're just not surrounding yourself with the right friends. Well, you're just not surrounding yourself with the people who are encouraging you and building you up. But something happens when you become an adult, quote unquote, and you start to figure out life. Uh, and you say, well, and you can make these excuses for yourself. Well, it's harder to make friends. Well, it's harder to, to find the right people. No, no, it's just not a priority. It's not been uh, on your priority list to find those people that can still encourage and uplift you. And it does take effort. 
it does take effort, but ultimately you're choosing what you want, what you want to live in. Like, I love the idea of the yoke because Jesus says, choose my yoke. Like he's implying that you you have a yoke on you at all times. Like, but are you going to choose my yoke? Are you going to choose the yoke that Jesus wants to put on you? Or are you going to choose the yoke of the world? Maybe for you, it is that I got to do it by myself. And that is actually something, a weight that you are heaping on yourself. And it's going to make every aspect of life difficult. And that's the beauty of the church is the actual purpose is not a, a, a building for you to come and hang out at and listen to some awesome music or to you to just pour into other people. But it is a connecting place for you yeah. to meet other people strategically that God wants to use you to help them get better and vice versa or iron sharpening iron. So if someone's in there and you feel alone, do something about it. Like if you need yeah. to talk to your youth pastor, talk to your community leader or coach at switch, like say, Hey, I am really feeling this way. Cause chances are there's other people that feel that way and we need to help you get connected. Like I like yeah. we're, we're, we're youth pastors. That's great. But like, what does that really mean is we're connectors of God's people to other like God's people. Like that's really what we're here. We point people to Jesus and we do that by trying and connect those dots relationships to help people get better. And that's why like starting at Life Church at two years old through forever the rest of your life, we highly encourage group. Um why? Because it's not just a good thing to do, but it is essential to do if you want to experience the life that God has for you. Mm-hmm. That's good, Gavin. What I what I heard you say is like one reason that you love the imagery of a yoke is like because there there is a yoke involved. Like mm-hmm. Jesus isn't skirting around the fact that there is weight and mm-hmm. there is pressure. Yeah. But the beautiful thing is, is like we were never meant to carry it alone. Mm-hmm. The next thing that Jesus said in that passage that we read is I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Again, yokes by nature have weight involved with them. They're mm-hmm. these heavy instruments of work that were put on a team of animals to like get, get stuff done, to plow some fields. But Jesus tells us that when we're teamed up with him, that thing that, that is really heavy can actually start to feel light. Gavin, can you provide like a little of insight? Like how is that possible that this, like this heavy burden that we feel for students in our ministry can actually start to feel light when we're doing it with Jesus? Yeah, yeah. No, I I really appreciate like what Jesus is saying there. Because anytime I feel stressed, like it, I'm just going to call it like it's stress when I feel like it's not like anytime I start to feel stress, it's because Gavin's trying to make Gavin's will happen in my timing and the method and the way I'm trying to do things. So for me, it becomes me focused instead of God focused. And anytime you try and take control, like you are going to screw it up. And the thing is, is like 
for me, it's not that I have bad intentions. My intentions are I want to see more students get to know Christ. My intentions are I want to have a better marriage. My intentions are I want like family time to look special. But anytime I try and like control everything on my own power and control all the things happening in our life, that's when I feel stress the most. And so for me, it's simple. It just goes back to control. And whenever you surrender and recognize, all right, God, I don't have control over anything. So I'm just going to trust you and walk with you and know that whatever life throws at me, because you will face troubles. But as long as I know that I'm walking with you and you're with me, then we're going to make it out. doesn't mean it's always going to be easy. It doesn't mean that you're always going to be like feeling a thousand percent, but it means that it is going to feel night and day different when you lean on God than you trying to do it for yourself. That's good. Josh, would you add any any thoughts to that? Times when it's felt heavy for you, have you navigated that? Yeah, I have. And I think that one of the things I ha- I've had to be reminded is that taking care of myself is production. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so sometimes... I can I can definitely be bad about thinking, well, it's not I'm not being productive if I'm sitting on the back porch drinking coffee and just breathing, right? And just relaxing. And mm. I think if you do that, you're in danger of going, okay, well then are you also not being productive if you sit and meditate over scripture? Is that also not productive? If what you believe to be productive and worthwhile is only things that are very clear, obvious, and evident in this world, then you have a complete misunderstanding and poor perception of what productivity really is. Because you're missing, you're missing the entire spiritual realm and you're forgetting that we, we care about things eternal and not just things of this world. And so right. that'd be my thing is just perspective. Or like Just thinking about, okay, if it's valuable, I should do it. And man, taking a break, taking care of yourself, having healthy rhythms is valuable yep. and it's and it's actually productive. Yeah, that's good. I think one of my favorite ways that I've ever heard the practice of Sabbath described is that it's actually an act of resistance. Mm. It's not just not doing anything. It is resisting the cultural lie that I am only as valuable as what I produce. That's good. And practicing Sabbath is literally the antithesis of that. It's choosing to rest in the fact that my value doesn't come from what I do, but from the God who made me and said, hey, before you did anything, you were very good. So if you've never practiced Sabbath before, that is something that we would highly, highly encourage and challenge you to do. And as we kind of wrap up, uh, we talked about three things. We talked about being centered on Jesus. We talked about being connected to others. And we talked about being relaxed under pressure. And if you find yourself in a spot where you don't feel like you're, you're centered on Jesus in your leadership, then again, we would say, listen to the previous episode of this podcast called Pursuing Jesus Passionately. And figure out what rhythms and spiritual disciplines you can put on place in your life to help realign your heart with his. And then if you don't have people that you're connected to, like Gavin said, talk to your youth pastor. They 
desperately want to help connect you to other people that you are in this with. And they'll help you find a life group. They'll help you find your crew of people that you can do this together. And then if you find yourself in stressful situations where you're just really feeling the weight and it's, it's freaking you out, you, aren't, you don't feel cool, calm, and collected by any means, then maybe it's time to come up with a new rhythm that brings you more joy and less stress. Maybe it's as simple as starting with gaining some awareness and some perspective, like Josh was talking about, that in everything you do, you get to do it with Jesus. And that's pretty freaking cool. Absolutely. And I something to remember, if you feel like you're coming up short, if you feel like you're not getting the job done, if you feel like you're just super stressed out, then just remember that the weight of success in the kingdom, the weight of success as your role within the church or within your ministry, it never fall, fell on you. It doesn't fall right. on you. It never yeah. fell on you. It never relied upon you. It's all about Jesus. And so if you think you don't have enough, then you're, you're hitting the nail on the head because you don't have enough. He has enough. Leave it on Him. We love you all so much. We're so excited about this series. Make sure that you tune in next week for week four of Leader Essentials. And as always, thank you for joining us on the Switch Leader Podcast, where we decide today the leader we will be tomorrow.